0: You're listening to the Redeemer London podcast. For more information, visit our website at RedeemerLondon.org. Hello, hello, one, hello, 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 hello. It's actually um, my debut preach at Redeemer, my first ever. Are you taking a photo of me? Wait, let me get my Bible open for this. Wait, in front of Pete. You got it? Okay, good. Yep, it's my debut preach at Redeemer, but also it's my debut preach, full stop. So I am going to need a bit of encouragement. Let me hear you say, preach it. preach it. Let me say, amen. amen. Let me say, hmm. <laughs> I need, I need a bit of that because I can't decide whether I'm super excited to be up here or absolutely bricking it. Um, I'm sure we'll find out. Um, I'm doing, yes, week two on Utopia. We're doing a little study on heaven and what we can be doing today to prepare for that. And Pete's been asking us this question. What is your Utopia? What does Utopia look like for you? What does heaven look like for you? Maybe your idea of Utopia is having lots of money. Just being wealthy, being able to buy what you want, when you want, always looking fresh, maybe paying for a nice holiday. I think holidays would probably be in my utopia. I love the sun, I love the beach, I love traveling, I've done a bit of that. Or maybe your idea of utopia is being in love. It's part of human nature to just want to be loved. Just want to be adored by someone. Maybe your idea of utopia is romance, it's being in love. We see it in these Hollywood movies, you know, that spark, that romantic spark. Maybe you long to feel that. Or maybe you have felt in love before with, with someone, but the spark's just gone. That connection just isn't there anymore. You were... Once in love, but forgotten how that feels. They say the key to a loving relationship is communication, and I have two very loving relationships in my life that both started with rich communication and learning about communication in a whole new way. The first of those relationships is with my lovely wife, Megan. We got married in January. Here's us getting engaged last year. Um, It was an interesting circumstance because Megan was based in Cambodia. I was doing a bit of traveling as well. And so we had to learn a lot about communication quite fast. It was all about the Skype connection. And we had to really fight for that time to talk to each other and also fight for that time to listen to each other. I think relationships begin... With communication, but there has to keep on having that connection, having that time to listen to each other, having that time to talk to each other. We found that it was always about learning how and when do we speak together, and I think that reflects in my in my other very loving relationship, which is with Jesus. I have a loving relationship with Jesus, and... There is a picture here of where I gave my life to Jesus. So this is my, this is my university bedroom, which is very tidy. I can, that's my friend. Don't worry about him. There is, a, there is a green circle mat on the floor. I remember kneeling on that mat with like my elbows on the bed. You know, like they pray in cartoons. And that's where I gave my life to Jesus. And I was learning at that time how... And when do I speak to Jesus? How does that work? How does it work to talk to him? And how does it work to listen to him and let him talk to me? Um, Just to kind of give you guys a bit of a backstory, I don't know everyone here. I've only been coming to Redeemer a couple of months. And somehow Pete's put me up here. He's he's still not sure if that's a great decision or not yet. Um, So I became a Christian five years ago here. I can remember it started out. I was on that map. And I prayed, oh, it was, the most, it was the most arrogant prayer you could probably ever pray. I said, Lord, I'm going to give you one month to change my life. And I said, I'm going to do what, you know, I think an on-fire Christian should do. I thought, you know, I'm going I'm to pray every day. I'm going to read my Bible every day. I'm going to try fasting, and we'll, we'll see. We'll see what you can do. And we'll, I even said, I even said this, we'll review after one month how you did. And if you if you changed my life. Um, and I remember that time I was, I was reading the book of Daniel. And in that, Daniel was doing a similar thing. He was doing a lot of praying. He was doing some fasting. He was reading his Bible, well, his scriptures. And um, it said in there that as he was doing this, he began to get dreams and visions from God. God began to communicate back to him. And I read that and I was like, I'm doing that. I want that. I want God to speak to me. I want dreams and visions. That, sound, that sounds pretty cool. And I began praying into that during that time, and it happened. God answered my prayer. He began speaking to me through dreams and through prophetic pictures. It was like, wow, God, God is talking back to me. I am talking to God. I'm listening, and he is talking back. And it was pretty sick, I'm not going to lie. Um. I can remember the first dream I got. It was pretty epic. I began taking on the, the characteristics of a lion. Nikki, you talked to us about Aslan and how God is, a, is a, like a lion. And I became, became, like, inheriting a lion's mane and paws when I looked in the mirror. And it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> um <laughs> So God was speaking to me at the start of my relationship. Now let's, let's fast forward to, to January and I've got here in my journal oh, I don't need that. Um, I've got here in my journal about a time where so me and Megan got married in January but before, we kind of organized our whole wedding in about a month. So it was super fun and frantic time and we hadn't really planned what was going to happen the day after but as we began to kind of think and pray about that, about what happens next, I had another dream. So God is, God is, through that five years, he was speaking to me clearly in some seasons, not so clearly another, but I got a really clear dream. And in that dream, it says in here that an old man walks up to me with his, with his hands open like this, and he has keys in his hands, and he says, I want to give you these keys for the first season of your marriage. And I, was, and I woke up and I told Megan about it and she was like, oh, well, I, I think that's going to happen. Megan has a lot of faith like that. So we were like, okay, we'll just give it to God. And sure enough, when we came back to, that was in the Philippines, when we came back to England a month before we got married, I had an old man, here he is, he came up to me with keys and he said, I want to give you the keys to my house for your first season of marriage. I know, I was like, mind explosion. Um, So God is still speaking to me then. Now, let's fast forward a little bit more to, say, a couple of weeks back. And God God is still speaking. I'm here in church. I see a guy who has only been once before, and I felt God say to me, pray for this guy. And I was like, okay. So I asked him, hey, can I pray for you? And we prayed together. And God told, I felt like in my heart, in my spirit, God say, you need to tell this guy a a couple of things, a couple of truths about me. And so I did. And this guy started crying. And he was like, that's exactly what I need to hear. And I was like, it didn't come from me. I I can't take credit for that. And so that's two weeks ago. today, in my journal, I was looking back, when I, when I was looking for this, this dream about the house, and it's, I've, got a little, I've got actually a little screenshot of it so you can see. It says in my journal, on the 21st of January, 2016, these are my big, big prayers to the God of the impossible. I'll be speaking in churches this year, and using this notebook as my speaking notes. So that's what I was praying about back in January. We weren't even tied to Redeemer or actually any church, really. And, you know, we've got one year till the end of the year. And God answered my prayer. He's, right? He's speaking back to me. So he's speaking to me and through me today. He was speaking to and through me a couple of weeks ago. He was speaking to me last year, back in December, And he was speaking to me five years ago. And it's good. And you know, God was also speaking way, way back in the Bible. And that's what we're going to get into now because that's really important to do when you're preaching. That's what Pete told me anyway. (laughs) So, I've got a few verses to just back up what what God is doing right now, John ten, twenty seven, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. John eight forty seven Whoever is of God hears the words of God. Hallelujah. Jeremiah thirty three three Call to me and I will answer you. I believe that learning to hear God as individuals and as a church is the secret to a deeper, more fruitful relationship with Jesus. Mm. That's when you can go, "Mm." Amen. Thank you. We're going to look at what he was saying in Revelation, because that's part of our series, Revelation 2, verses 1 to 7, and see if that is relevant for us today. I'm not going to pause quickly here, because whenever I find the preacher says, I'm gonna preach from this. I'm always like looking through my Bible, and then he started and then finished, and I've only just found the verse, so Revelation two. See, I mean Okay, no one's really getting their Bibles out, scrolling through your apps. Write this letter to the angel of the church of Ephesus. This is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand the one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. I know all the things you do. I've seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You've examined the claims of those who say the apostles, but I'm not. You have discovered they are liars, and you have patiently suffered for me without quitting, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. But this is in the favor. This is in your favor. You hate the evil deeds of the Nicolaitans, just as I do. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life In the paradise of God. Mm. Jesus. You love us so, so much. We know that your spirit is here with us today. I pray that you will just come upon me and give me peace. And that you will just take over me and speak through me. And that we will hear from you today. Excited for what you're doing here in Redeemer and here in Ealing? You're a good, good Father. Amen. There's some stuff in Revelation which can be a little bit confusing. Um, so just to go back to verse 1, thanks, Isaac. Um, the number 7 says here the seven stars, the seven lampstands. When it talks about the seven, it usually means seven churches that are in Ephesus, but the number seven is also in the Bible, like a number to describe something big, vague, kind of guesstimation. So this could also include our church. So when it says, he holds the seven stars in his right hand, he holds the churches in his hand, and he holds our church in his hand, and the seven golden lampstands. He walks among the churches. He walks among us today. And my translation says the angel. See at the start it says to the angel, but yours might say to the messenger or to the prophet. Sometimes these are kind of rolled into one. Um, so it, it could be saying the prophets of the church need to say these words that are from Jesus, because he holds, that means Jesus. So this is a prophetic word to the church that we're reading. This is a prophetic word to this church. God is speaking to us today. So that's super exciting. Um, When I think I've heard from God, or maybe when I feel like I might have a prophetic word from God, And I think he's speaking back to me. It's not always super simple to be like, yeah, that was definitely Jesus. Sometimes I'm like, "Mm, not so sure. So I use this little test, which this is not in the Bible. This is something that I've kind of semi-invented to test the is it from God test is what I'm going to call it. So this is my Isaac, this is my is it from God test, which Isaac's going to put up right now. First one is, do we feel known? When you think you've heard God speak, does it make you feel known? Does it reveal or expose something that maybe only he could know or only, only you think you know? The second one I think about is, do I feel encouraged? Do I feel hopeful? See, God will always make, if God's speaking to you, you should feel like that because he's a good, good God and he's only good. So you should feel hopeful and encouraged and buzzing. Third one is evoke some sort of response. Usually it does this one too, maybe a little challenge. And I'd say it usually includes all three, but it might include two or one, but usually all three. But that's, that's the little test I use. And overall, I will feel closer to God. So, let's see if in our little passage we can tick these boxes. Known and encouraged. It looks to me like in verse 2 it says, I know the things that you're doing. I can see the hard work. I can see that you are patient. I can see that you are enduring. I think that, I think that Yeah, that that should probably make them feel known and encouraged. It's God God saying, you're doing a good job, guys. Be positive. Get excited. So I'm pretty happy we can tick that first one. By the way, when it says um, the Nicolotians, or Nicolotians, or Nicolo... No one here is a Nicol... Am I offending any Nicolotians right now? It says that um, this was a, a, a people group of heresy and... They were, they were known to intimidate and manipulate and dominate. And so when it says, you don't like the Nickelodeons, I think that's a good thing because we don't want to be like that. We want to encourage, we want to support, we want to love each other. So let's do that. The third one on our is it God speaking test is evoke some sort of response, maybe some sort of challenge. A bit harder to swallow, this one. That's verse 4. It says here, you don't love me as you did at first. When you gave your life to Jesus, did you feel closer to him then? Was he speaking to you a bit more clearly? Whether that was days ago or decades ago, feel like God was more present then maybe you feel like you've lost that spark you feel like maybe God stopped talking to you another translation says have you abandoned your first love did the honeymoon end Did you lose it? Have you stopped listening? Have you stopped talking to him? See, my, my personal story started with communication, but I had to keep communicating, keep talking, keep listening. I had to nurture that relationship for it to be more deeper, more fruitful. I think the truth is today that God Never stopped loving you. And I believe there's people here today that think that God stopped loving them for any reason. It doesn't matter. He's not afraid of it, He's not afraid of that reason. He's not afraid to come after you. But God never stopped loving you. When Jesus came, He restored everything. He restored that relationship, that loving relationship that I'm talking about, and he restored love, full stop. Do you want to partner with him today and restore a once more fiery connection? Or do you just want more of Jesus today? Do you want him to speak to you today? Speak clearly. Maybe this is totally unfamiliar to you and you're not sure at all what's going on, but there is a promise here that there there is a first love. That means you can start a loving loving relationship with Jesus as well. And we're going to be able to do that a bit later. But when you get to heaven, when you get to utopia in heaven you see Jesus do you want him to say oh I don't think I've ever spoken to you before I'm not sure we've I'm not sure I've met you maybe you want him to say oh oh yeah we had a chat once like a like it was quite a while back but I've definitely met you before from somewhere or do you want him to say ah Pete we were only hanging out yesterday We're just going to continue where we left off, celebrating, chatting together, having fellowship. I think that's what I want to do when I get to heaven. Just pick off where we were just a few minutes ago. Paradise is fellowship with God and him revealing his mysteries as we seek him. I've got a quote here from William Barclay. It says, is there any better definition of paradise and of heaven than to say that they are life forever in the presence and the company of our Lord? If we, in simplicity, accept the words of Jesus, paradise is life with Christ. Paradise is a relationship with Jesus. And you can, you can start that now. You can reconnect now, or you can just hear from him now and just keep that relationship the way it should be, deep and fruitful and hearing from him. So we're going to do something a little different this morning than what we usually do. Um, Rich, can you help me? Rich is an anointed man of the Lord. And he loves Jesus and the Holy Spirit, so he's on board. And we're going to respond as a church to this. The three things that we're focusing on here are, number one, starting a loving relationship with Jesus. Number two, rekindling a loving relationship with Jesus. If you feel like maybe... You just haven't connected in a long, long time. And the third thing is we're going to hear his voice. And we're going to do that. It's exciting. As for the first one, there will be an opportunity in a minute to do that. Um, I'm going to focus on number two and number three for now. Have you lost the passion? Have you lost the fire? Has a connection run dry? Do you want to rekindle that love again when you just fell in love with Jesus and he was, it was like he was right there in front of you? Or maybe you just want to hear his voice. You just want to hear, let let him speak to you. And you you really want, we always want to hear him speak, right? So we're going to respond as a whole church at once. It's a bit different to what we usually do. But if you're one of those bottom two, if you want to hear his voice now, we're going to rekindle your relationship with him. I want to just invite you to stand with me right now. Just put out your hand in front of you. There's a rich place. Just in your own time, just focus on Jesus. stopped loving you God never stopped loving you when he looks at you his precious child he thinks I love you I love you I love you I love you Wants you back right now. In Romans eight thirty eight it says, Neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. He loves you, He loves you, He loves you. His arms are open wide right now. Are you going to run into them? Maybe there's some people here standing who there is another relationship that needs rekindling. Maybe a, a close family member. Maybe a, a spouse. Maybe a father or mother. I believe the Lord wants to just come and and rest on you now and say that I want in he wants in on that will you invite him in to join you there to help rebuild mm. I also believe that God wants to speak to those who may be Maybe you're retired. Maybe you'd think yourself as a, as a senior or you're a, a grandparent. I believe God wants to speak to you right now. And He wants to say that I'm just getting started. That this is just the beginning of what I want to give you. I have a picture of a, of a jack in the box. And when you think, oh, yeah, I'm winding down now, I'm winding down in life. Actually, there's a, there's a spring up coming. There's a surprise coming. I mm. also believe that. God wants to rise up a, a prophetic voice in the church. I just had something really cheesy come to mind. But he's my dad, so I guess he can tell dad jokes. I got New Frontier in my head. And I believe the Lord wants to put a new ear at the front of the church that listens to God. A new prophetic voice and redeemer. Mm. Recca. I see the Lord's hand on you. And I believe he's saying that don't go unnoticed and he sees you and he sees that you do good and there is a time coming where he will give you more and more responsibility he says I see you Becca I have more planned for you Victor I believe that God wants to speak to you this morning and I believe he's saying that you are a good, good man if ever maybe you've thought that oh, I'm not sure I'm a good man, I'm not sure I'm good enough, he wants to say oh, when I look at you I see someone perfect I see a good, good man and he wants to give you more as well, Victor to restore you as a leader.